Welcome to our Good Friday at St Mark's. This year we enter Good Friday in a time of isolation and separation, not able to gather as we normally would. So we invite you today to share in worship where you are, listening and reflecting on the story of the crucifixion of Jesus. What will follow are a series of meditations that you may listen to at your own pace throughout the day. They guide us through the story and experience of Jesus as he went through the cross and invite you to enter into that experience as well. You may listen as you sit, as you walk, in a group or by yourself. We invite you to make this day a day of quiet, a day when you are still from your activities, a day when we are invited to lay down all the things that separate us from God, a day to understand the depths of Jesus' death on the cross as the Messiah and the Saviour of the human race. We go out from this day when we finish into a period of waiting, as the disciples did, not sure of what will come next. But we know, as they did not, that what lay in store was the surprise of Easter morning. However, that lay on the other side of the cross. And we begin our story in the Garden of Gethsemane, as the time comes for Jesus to start his final journey to the crucifixion. The Arrest of Jesus, Matthew 26, verses 45 to 56. Jesus said, But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor, Judas, had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed, and gave him the kiss. Jesus said, My friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realise that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Then Jesus said to the crowd, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day. But this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures. At that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. So we listen. Jesus is now alone betrayed by his friends and in the hands of his enemies. He is now on the path to the cross, which he goes by his own will. Let's think for a moment. Do we know what it is to be alone?
Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you embraced the cross alone, so that we can know that you are with us in our own isolation. Please fill us with your presence today. Amen. The Trial of Jesus, Matthew chapter 26, verses 57 to 75. Then the people who had arrested Jesus led him to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the religious law and the elders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and came to the high priest's courtyard. He went in and sat with the guards and waited to see how it would all end. Inside, the leading priests in the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, they could not use anyone's testimony. Finally, two men came forward who declared, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus replied, You have said it, and in the future you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Blasphemy! Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then they began to spit in Jesus' face and beat him with their fists. And some slapped him, jeering, Prophesy to us, you Messiah. Who hit you that time? Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came over and said to him, You were one of those with Jesus the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Later, out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again Peter denied it, this time with an oath. I don't even know the man, he said. A little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, You must be one of them. We can tell by your Galilean accent. Peter swore, A curse on me if I'm lying, I don't know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. Suddenly Jesus's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. And he went away, weeping bitterly. At this point we can see injustice. People say things about Jesus that are not true. And Jesus, the Son of God, is accused of blasphemy. His closest friend denies that he even knew him. Do we know what it is like to be lied about? Jesus did. Yet he trusted in his Father's truth. Let us pray. 
Jesus Christ, we thank you that you speak truth about us, and that in the truth you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Please lift us up today out of our own lies and the lies that are spoken around us into the light of your truth. Amen. Jesus Before the Crowd, Matthew chapter 27, verses 11 to 26. Jesus was placed before the governor who questioned him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, If you say so. But when the accusations rained down hot and heavy from the high priests and religious leaders, he said nothing. Pilate asked him, Did you hear that long list of accusations? Aren't you going to say something? Jesus kept silence, not a word from his mouth. The governor was impressed, very impressed. It was an old custom during the feast for the governor to pardon a single prisoner named by the crowd. At the time, they had the infamous Jesus Barabbas in prison. With the crowd before him, Pilate said, Which prisoner do you want me to pardon? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus the so-called Christ? He knew it was through sheer spite that they had turned Jesus over to him. While court was still in session, Pilate's wife sent him a message. Don't get mixed up in judging this noble man. I've just been through a long and troubled night because of a dream about him. Meanwhile, the high priests and religious leaders had talked the crowd into asking for the pardon of Barabbas and the execution of Jesus. The governor asked, Which of the two do you want me to pardon? They said, Barabbas. Then what do I do with Jesus, the so-called Christ? They all shouted, Nail him to a cross. He objected, But for what crime? They yelled all the louder, Nail him to a cross. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, and that a riot was imminent, he took a basin of water, and washed his hands in full sight of the crowd, saying, I'm washing my hands of responsibility for this man's death. From now on, it's in your hands. You're the judge and jury. The crowd answered, We'll take the blame. We and our children after us. Then he pardoned Barabbas, but he had Jesus whipped and then handed over for crucifixion. The governor was helpless to stop this act. The crowd was manipulated, but we see Jesus was still in control. Do we know what it is like? to have this true power in our lives? Let us pray. Lord, we do name you Lord today. The Lord through your service of others, not through your use of power. Please fill us with the confidence that comes from the love of God the Father, so that we can stand up to any trial. Amen. Jesus at the Cross, Matthew chapter 27, verses 32 to 50. Along the way, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon, 
and made him carry Jesus' cross. Arriving at Golgotha, the place they call Skull Hill, they offered him a mild painkiller, a mixture of wine and myrrh, but when he tasted it, he wouldn't drink it. After they had finished nailing him to the cross and were waiting for him to die, they whiled away the time by throwing dice for his clothes. Above his head they had posted the criminal charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Along with him they also crucified two criminals, one to his right, the other to his left. People passing along the road jeered, shaking their heads in mock lament. You bragged that you could tear down the temple and then rebuild it in three days. So show us your stuff. Save yourself. If you're really God's son, come down from that cross. Then the high priests, along with the religious scholars and leaders, were right there mixing it up with the rest of them, having a great time poking fun at him. He saved others. He can't save himself. King of Israel, is he? Then let him get down from that cross. We'll all become believers then. He was so sure of God. Well, let him rescue his son now, if he wants him. He did claim to be God's son, didn't he? Even the two criminals crucified next to him joined in the mockery. From noon to three, the whole earth was dark. Around mid-afternoon, Jesus groaned out of the depths, crying loudly, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some bystanders who heard him said, He's calling for Elijah. One of them ran and got a sponge soaked in sour wine and lifted it on a stick so he could drink. The others joked, Don't be in such a hurry. Let's see if Elijah comes and saves him. But Jesus, again crying out loudly, breathed his last. Is there anything we can say here? No. Let us be silent for a minute and just hear this being said. My God... My God, why have you abandoned me? So let us simply read and hear from the psalm that Jesus spoke on the cross. Psalm 22, a word of desolation. God, God, my God, why did you dump me miles from nowhere? Doubled up with pain, I call to God all the day long. No answer. Nothing. I keep at it all night, tossing and turning. And you, are you indifferent above it all, leaning back on the cushions of Israel's praise? We know you were there for our parents. They cried for your help, and you gave it. They trusted and lived a good life. And here I am, a nothing, an earthworm, something to step on, to squash. Everyone pokes fun at me. They make faces at me. They shake their heads. Let's see how God handles this one. Since God likes him so much, let him help him. And to think you were midwife at my birth, setting me at my mother's breasts. When I left the womb, you cradled me. Since the moment of birth, you've been my God. Then you moved away, and trouble moved in next door. I need a neighbour. Herds of bulls come at me. The raging bulls stampede. Horns lowered, 
nostrils flaring like a herd of buffalo on the move. I'm a bucket kicked over and spilled. Every joint in my body has been pulled apart. My heart is a blob of melted wax in my gut. I'm dry as a bone, my tongue black and swollen. They have laid me out for burial in the dirt. Now packs of wild dogs come at me, thugs gang up on me. They pin me down hand and foot and lock me in a cage, a bag of bones in a cage stared at by every passerby. They take my wallet and the shirt off my back and then throw dice for my clothes. You, God, don't put off my rescue. Hurry and help me. Don't let them cut my throat. Don't let those mongrels devour me. If you don't show up soon, I'm done for. Gored by the bulls. Meat for the lions. The Sayings of Jesus on the Cross Jesus spoke seven times on the cross. Let's listen to his words. And each time we hear one of these sayings, spend a moment listening to God speak to us through Jesus. What is he saying to us today as he speaks from the cross? Number one. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Number two. To the thief on the cross next to him he said, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Number three. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, he said to her, Dear woman, here is your son. And he said to this disciple, Here is your mother. Number four. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Number five, I am thirsty. Number six, it is finished. Number seven, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. Let us let that last saying echo in our hearts. Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands.
Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And so let us listen again to the rest of Psalm 22, a word of triumph. Here's the story I'll tell my friends when they come to worship, and punctuate it with hallelujahs. Shout hallelujah, you God-worshippers. Give glory, you sons of Jacob. Adore him, you daughters of Israel. He has never let you down, never looked the other way when you were being kicked around. He has never wandered off to do his own thing. He has been right there, listening. Here in this great gathering for worship, I have discovered this praise life, and I'll do what I promised right here in front of the God worshippers. Down and outers sit at God's table and eat their fill. Everyone on the hunt for God is here, praising him. Live it up from head to toe. Don't ever quit. From the four corners of the earth, people are coming to their senses, are running back to God. Long-lost families are falling on their faces before him. God has taken charge. From now on, he has the last word. All the power mongers are before him, worshipping. All the poor and powerless too, worshipping. Along with those who never got it together, worshipping. Our children and their children will get in on this as the word is passed along from parent to child. Babies not yet conceived will hear the good news that God does what he says. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax, it has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People glare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life, from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouths of the lions. Save me from the horns of wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honour him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him.
may your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, He has done it. As we finish our reflections today, I invite you to spend a minute in silence before God, listening to him in your quiet place. And then let us close in prayer, going out in waiting for the resurrection. Lord Jesus, as we go through this Good Friday, we ask that you would draw us into the love of God through the cross to be changed and transformed, to lay aside our old life and prepare to begin again with you. In this weekend of remembrance, lift our thoughts to the truth and open our hearts to God and to our neighbours around us. Keep us safe until the day of the resurrection. Amen.